0: Hi, this is Brent Gunn. I'm the uh, podcast editor at CM Life. This is Past Deadline. We have...
1: Quinn Kirby, Features Editor.
0: And Dylan Goetz, Sports Editor. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, an unfortunate controversy that happened on campus uh, a few days ago. So we're just going to kind of go through the story, go on what it was like to kind of write the story, collect information about it. So, Quinn, uh, how about you just start us off with, like, your old process?
1: Okay, so on Thursday night, November 7th, Three women came back to their dorm room to a racist message on their door. I found it on Twitter at like 2.30 in the morning. And since it's been posted, it now has 7,051 retweets and 13.6 thousand likes. Um, It's gotten a lot of attention and I wanted to give this some coverage because this has happened on our campus. And so I reached out to the woman who posted it. She was completely willing to talk about it. And so we set up an interview. I talked to her and one other roommate. Third roommate is an inclusion assistant at Sweeney Hall. And she took the comment the hardest. So she like took the day off and didn't really want to talk to anybody, which is understandable. Um, So I talked to two of the roommates, um, spoke to the chief of police and a couple other offices on campus. And we got the story out in about seven hours.
0: Dylan, you were at the protests, yeah. correct? And you actually saw President Davies and uh members mm-hmm. of the student chapter of the NAACP speak. Can you kinda of talk about what yeah, they so, uh so what they after, talked
2: about? like in in the next day after after they found this uh they found this letter on their door, they started organizing with different uh, groups on campus, including NAACP group, uh the chapter on campus here at CMU, uh, and they put together kind of like a rally, press conference, kinda they called it a sit-in, but everybody was standing. There was candles. you know they they wanted to just uh, you know, make their voices heard. Um, and when when they were there, you know, Davies, by that time, he I think he released uh, an email to all CME students about like eleven thirty, eleven forty five that morning. So everybody was well aware of this racist, you know message on this board. Um, and then you know Davies released his apology. But then he, he came on stage, too, at the sit-in and, and spoke about how, you know, this wasn't just an attack on, on CMU or these three girls. It was an attack on all of Mount Pleasant. So they're they're actively trying to find out who wrote this message, and, and you know, they're doing everything they can to kind of make it right. Have there been any developments
0: on who they think may have uh,
2: written the message or if there was any intent by a specific individual? Uh, or? Yeah, not that I not that I know of. They don't have cameras that look down the hallways. It's just at the doors, you know. They don't want people, like, sneaking in the doors after hours. That was a big thing when, when I was, you know, living in the dorms. But they don't have cameras that were looking at the, the doors themselves. So, you know, I'm not really sure how they would find out. Uh, when and if they do,
1: when I talked to the girls, the they said the Office of Civil Rights and Institutional Equity, Equity. they're working on it because the police can't really do anything in this case since it wasn't necessarily a crime per mm. se
0: or or a hate crime.
1: Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and they said the police were actually going to go around and like check all of the video cameras to see if they have any leads, but they haven't found anything. Yet, however, 22 hours ago, one of the women posted on Twitter in response to her original tweet and said, in regard to the handwriting, and I quote, we believe it was written in chicken scratch that it would be unidentifiable. An investigation of this incident has started. My tweet is not the full story and does not have all the details. Remember that the university and organizations are working hard, end quote. So they're lost, but people are making an effort to find the perpetrator.
2: Yeah. And. And at the, at the protest, I mean, you know, they had, they were, obviously there was a about 200 people there. I think that's a good, you know, a, a good amount of people, especially, I mean, it was a freezing cold Thursday night, pitch black outside, you know, nobody was trying to leave their house just because it was, it was like the first day, you know, we were supposed to have snow mm-hmm. the next morning, but I felt like there was a lot of, there, it was a good amount of people at the, at the kind of protests and the rally, um, but some people were saying, you know, like, you know, 200 people is nothing. But, you know, I mean, you got to understand this was only organized and, you know, just hours before it was actually put on. So uh, at the rally, uh, the NAACP chapter uh, and then the Black Student Union and one other group, the Collective Action for Cultural Unity, uh, they put together four demands for, for the, you know, the university. Uh, in response to this, you know, kind of racist message, the first one was Australia Coleman was the one that made the the demand. She's the NCAA chapter president. She demanded that each student be required to take a cultural course, uh, pertaining to their major and minor. Her next demand was cameras in the hallways to be actively used and. Um, you know, not just at the doors, but, you know, throughout the hallways. Her next one was third-party, I think, race and ethnicity training that would, you know, be mandatory for all faculty, students, staff, um, police, everybody on campus. And then she set a deadline for, the, for these, uh, <laughs> you know, to be, to be either made, these changes to be made or, you know, some initiative to, to be started. She said, we expect these plans to be met. Or initiated within the next month, that received you know a pretty good cheer from the crowd. Uh, she also,
1: yeah, made that request about the officer who talked yeah, to them.
2: That was the last one that I was going to touch on. Yeah. That was that okay. was probably the most powerful one. Was that she uh, she demanded you know a public apology from the officer that responded to the incident at Sweeney Hall? I guess uh, the officer tried to compare the the racist message on on the whiteboard to what he kind of experiences with a badge, you know, like, like Davy said, it, it wasn't the right thing to say. He wasn't necessarily, he, he was trying to help, but it wasn't the right thing to say. Uh, and you know, they're, they're kind of dealing with that now. So what do you guys think of the demands? Cause
0: me personally, and I'm not going to speak for, you know, the, you know, all of CM life or anything, but I think the demands are fairly fair. And I think there's a lot of room for compromise and some of the more kind of staggering demands.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that with the first, in regard to the like cultural um, courses, I think most majors and minors already have something like that in place, but it can definitely be like implemented in other majors that don't have that yet. Yeah,
2: I think like I don't I don't think they're unreasonable at all. I mean, if something like this ever happens, like. They should demand change, and because they like that, they deserve that. Like this is unacceptable by any means. And, and the third re-
1: request of the um, training for everyone on campus could possibly help with understanding where people of color yeah, come from.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Like the the kind of demands that she made, they're they're not unreasonable because you know of like what we've just been talking about. You know, like some people really don't understand. You know what it means to be diverse, and they don't really come from those kind of backgrounds. So. Those those classes could help. I mean, they're definitely not going to hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: so so why don't we give them a try? But uh, I talked to Davies after President Davies after the uh, after the the protests and the kind of speech and all that stuff, and and he told me, quote, the demands that I heard are reasonable. Uh, they're actually ones that he's been trying to you know kind of implement and, and work on. Um, he said it was important that we do have curricular components of all the majors that support diversity and inclusion. You know, he was on board with them.
1: And a lot of RSOs on campus, registered student organizations, they um, sent out emails saying that they were canceling their meetings that they were having that night to go support the sit-in, which I thought was pretty neat. And the day after the sit-in, the CACU, the Organization for Cultural Unity, and the NAACP organized a forum to discuss how students feel about the issue, how some faculty feel about the issue. And when I was there, they requested that people sit next to somebody they don't know. Because when I sat in there, there were two sides left and right with a little like hall in the middle of them for people to like sit in. And there was this kind of like separation, obviously not like purposeful. But, like, white students were on one side and black students were on the other. And I think it was just, like, a little bit of white guilt. Um, But once um, Alicia Davis.
2: Wait, who are you talking about?
1: The graduate assistant for the Center for Inclusion and Diversity.
2: Yeah, no, I, I was thinking of somebody else. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway,
1: um, but the graduate student assistant for the Center of Inclusion and Diversity said that people should sit next to people they don't know. And that just like really opened up the floor and you could feel like it was like the entire room took like a breath and like exhaled mm. and it was like a release. It was yeah.
0: nice. How, can I ask you guys, how long have you guys been on campus here at CMU?
2: Uh, yeah, so this is my third year. I'm a junior. Uh, I lived on campus the first two years. I lived in, uh, in in South, and then I lived in East. So, you know, I know what dorm, like, dorm life is like, uh, you know, two uh, years Quinn. too long. Same,
1: yeah. same yeah. basic experience. Uh, three years. I lived on North in Lars so we were kind of removed from everything, but...
0: So this doesn't really seem too outside of the realm of possibility that there does seem to be issues like this on campus. Cause I feel like there's a response from some people that this isn't a problem. It's more of a
2: fabricated problem.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's definitely possible.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, and like they said during the protests, I mean, they deal with this kind of stuff all the time. It's not just the one time, you know, obviously they were able to take a picture of it and, you know, post on social media and get some attention this time. Um, but it's something that happens, you know, daily, even if it's just, you know, a little, you know, roll of the eyes or, you know, it's not like, you know, CMU is a perfect, you know, diverse, inclusive place because it's not, um, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily surprised that this happened. Um, it's just, you know, it's really sad to see. One last thing about the protest. I mean, it was really good to get everybody there and, and to go out and speak in front of the people and in front of everybody, you know, and just my experience and, and my personal, you know, takeaways from the event was, uh, you know, the, those girls that went up spoke in front of everybody. You know, they sounded really powerful, uh, and you know, they they were demanding change, which which I think was the right thing to do. You know, in, in that kind of circumstance. And. Um, you know, I commend them for that because, you know, you got to you got to be pretty courageous to do do something like that. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on to talk about this.
1: All right. This was Quinn Kirby, Features Editor.
2: And this was Dylan Goetz, Sports Editor at Central Michigan Life. This was
0: uh, Brent Gunn, Podcast Editor, and this was Past Deadline.